0: the cross the streams podcast cross the streams there's definitely a very slim chance we'll survive i love this plan i'm excited to be a part of it let's do it human sacrifice dogs and cats living together that's hysteria
1: yo what's up everybody this is cooley and you're listening to the cross the streams podcast i'm chilling with my boy tony
0: hey what's going on everybody how you guys
1: yo, doing yo finally on take five i made it here we go the most fucking simplest thing that i can do in the podcast which is just saying what's up it's cross the streams podcast i fucked up five times but but it's all over i can rest i can wipe the sweat from my forehead and we can keep rolling so <laughs> what's go- what's going on
0: get how you been I'm chilling, man. You know, uh, it's just another week, uh, another another two weeks, actually. So I don't know. It's just this. It, dude. I feel like every day is. I feel like it's Groundhog Day, man. I feel like, <laughs> like, like like I literally just like, I work. I don't go anywhere. I go to this grocery store, wear a mask. I look like a Mortal Kombat character. I look <laughs> like I'm robbing the bank. I come home. I don't know, dude. It's just like I. I'm looking forward in like to a vacation in two weeks. I have a week off. And the worst part is, is I have no idea what I'm doing. Like, I think it's like, Oh, it's cool to have like a staycation, but oh, man, I just, I want to go somewhere, but there's just so many challenges with that, with, with a kid. And there's just so many challenges with just, I don't know, like this time of the, this, the state of the world right now, it's like, should you even bother traveling? Cause like what places are safe and like, what risk do does traveling pose? I don't know. It's just like, it's, it's a, it's a weird time. So I'm just trying to navigate day by day, I guess it's a long winded <laughs> answer, but it's funny. You actually
1: reminded me of a, a, a post that a buddy of mine sent me. Um, I think it was on Twitter. Um, and, and I'm just going to read it real quick. Cause it's mad funny. Uh, it says, uh, my conspiracy theory is that time travel is real. And someone keeps trying to fix 2020 by changing something. But every time, but every time they do, they, unwitting, they unwittingly make it worse. How else do you explain the sudden disappearance of murder hornets? They saved us from those, but at what cost?
0: <laughs> no, it's true, man. Like They don't even exist right now. I don't even know. Why. It's, it's almost like that was like a distraction that they tried to pose, and then nobody cared. And they were like, all right, well, that didn't work. <laughs> Yo, you know what was mad funny that thing you said, Dude that that uh thing you sent me, I still I I told it to a couple friends last night. So basically you sent me this and it was it was so fucking funny. Um it was like a meme or something but it basically just said <laughs> imagine having sex with a girl and you say you like this dick and she says I like all dicks. That's how you fucking all lives matter assholes sound. That was so fucking funny. <laughs> Dude. I actually laughed out loud when you sent me that. I was like, "This is fucking brilliant." I like all dicks. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was so good. It so, was that shit was fucking
1: hilarious, kid.
0: <laughs> no man, that was dope. Thanks for sending me that. That was funny. Yeah, no problem. Um, man, no problem. Yeah, so no, that was great. Um, yeah, so I don't know, dude. Yeah, it definitely does sound like somebody's trying to fix 2020. It's just been. I'm done, man. I'm done with 2020. I'm just ready. I'm ready for the world to somewhat go back, just not necessarily go back to normal, but just level out in some way, you know, like have some type of, I just feel like have sense, some sense of normalcy. Like I, it, it still bothers me. that We just walk around with masks. I understand why we're doing it, but it's like, man, how long is this going to last? You until know? We,
1: it's literally until we get a, a vaccine, man. Like that's the thing. And, and the problem The biggest problem, because honestly, if you look at the rest of the world, like if you just take a look at the rest of the world, a lot of places are leveling off and a lot of places are doing better and and getting back to some normalcy Mm. because they, they took the shit seriously from jump. Yeah. And we didn't. So this like I did and you did and I know you did and you know yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah, I know you did sure? definitely. <laughs> we haven't fucking seen each other in person in fucking 3 months so <laughs> it's like true man. Like that's yeah. that's that's reality for us. But there's a lot of people and like I mean you can you can look now on on the news and shit like that. You're seeing Arizona, you're seeing Texas, you're seeing Florida, California, dude, yeah. Um, Florida, California, like all these places are like fucking back to square one. Mm. After after we had it in a good spot, I think I think we did have it in a pretty good spot. We were getting to a point where, you know, we were like, oh, we're we're kind of winning right now. But for some reason, like these these states and you know the the federal government was like, oh yeah, well you know we we're we're leveling out so
0: you know what? Fuck it. This shit is good. We're, we're done.
1: Mm. We did, we did it. Oh, I mean, that's hey.
0: the funny thing too, is that I, I also feel like there, there's a little bit of a, like a when you look at things like comparatively, like Rhode Island, Oh, we're doing awesome. It's like, well, yeah, we were the smallest state ever. So, I mean,
1: hey, nobody comes to,
0: here. that's what I'm saying. But like compared to like California where like my friend was, you know, she was, t- I was talking to her last week and she was like, yeah, you know, the cases are kind of like starting to skyrocket. And it's like, but I said, yeah, but you have to understand, like you are like half of the United States, like California takes up one side of the United States on the left. You know what I mean? It goes from the top to the bottom. So the amount of people that are in that state, when you put all the cases together, like of course you're going to have a larger number than like Rhode Island would, you know? So that's kind of the way I look at it. But, but yeah, the cases have gone up. But I think people are starting to have a reality check that if they don't take it seriously, you know, they could end up like these other states or, you know, more people could be hospitalized. And I don't know. dude. But anyway, you know what we
1: got to do? We got to stop testing. I mean, that's that was that was that was what Trump said. Trump said we should stop. We should slow down on testing. Yeah, we have
0: high numbers. So let's just slow down on testing and the numbers will be lower. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Stupid asshole. I swear to God, that guy is a fucking moron it's like, it's like how it sometimes <laughs> dude i'm like dude are you listening to yourself dude i don't think i don't know if i actually told you this i think i have but i don't know if i mentioned it on the podcast and if i did forgive me you're getting the story a second time a couple like a month and a half ago i was having my lunch at home and i'm watching his press conference and somebody posed the question they said how do you feel like the suicide rate is going to be higher because people are going to be in isolation longer and his response was this verbatim he was like, "I think the answer is obvious. I think that we're gonna have a tremendous amount of suicides. People are gonna be dying all over the place from drug overdoses." What that is legit? His quote. Look it up. Like, bro, did you do you like did do you hear what you just said? Like, like people are gonna be dying all over the place from drug overdoses. Like, are you kidding? <laughs> me? Why would the president say that? I don't okay. know. Unreal. Well, unreal. Well, look. Yeah, that's the state of the world right now. Like I said, I feel like it's Groundhog Day. We kind of went off there, but <laughs> hey, let's talk co- about
1: coronavirus deaths are way down. <laughs> They're way down. Mortality rate is one of the mo- uh, is one of the lowest in the world. Our economy <laughs> is roaring back <laughs> and will not be shut down.
0: He sounds <laughs> like a villain
1: or flare-ups. Like a comic book villain. He says embers or flare-ups will be put out as necessary. So somebody posted his his interpretation. Deaths are down. Tests are up. And tests are down. And deaths are really, really low. And deaths are way down. And tests are like way, way up. And deaths are downer than we've ever seen before. And tests are higher and, and better. And deaths are lower and lower. And deaths are like way, way lower
0: what the <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: that's what he fucking sounds like to me it's like i'm like yeah
0: no. i know what you mean it's but bad, anyway man. anyway yeah yeah we got well, so
1: so our job is to get people's minds off this shit right like so yeah. so let's let's try to do that and three two one we're jumping into
0: netflix bitch yeah and dude you just uh you're talking to me about this it's something called when they see us it's a series uh so dude talk to me about this what's the deal yo so all right here's how i'm gonna
1: start this off right so we're living in a time right now where you know black lives matter the movement is reaching a a fever pitch um because of the george floyd murder right and i'm not gonna mince words i mean that's what it was it was a murder um the George Floyd murder sparked civil unrest in our country and it really, so, you know, I've had this conversation with a lot of people, but really like this is one of the silver linings of COVID to me. Like, because before you could ignore shit like this, man, like not, not really ignore it, but you could acknowledge it for a second, but then you could easily be distracted and go on about your day and fucking, you know, all this other shit was available for you to check out. And you had things to do, go to the movies, hang out with your friends, go to parties, hang out at the bar. Those things are gone right now. So when you see something like this on the television, you know I mean, like all you're you're forced to like take it in. Right. You're forced to see it. And you're forced to see it over and over again. And you're forced to understand what the fuck is going on in this country. And I ain't saying America is racist, but the people in power are what I'm talking about, right? Like so like we have you know, plenty of people in power that are not doing anything to fix this. And it's, and it's all systemic. It's all, it all comes down to, it's not the police in general. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's the, it's the job that they're hired to do. I mean, like this shit is like written into the fucking constitution. And so, and I, and I'm mentioning this because, you know, with this, with all this stuff that's going on, I, and I'm ashamed that I did not watch this before, but I watched 13th, Mm-hmm. which is directed by Ava DuVernay and <clears throat> she's great I, I mean that that documentary was fucking amazing so i'm talking to my buddies about it and they were like hey so have you ever watched when they see us and i was like no cuz like dude like when you watch one of these like uh these movies based on true events it, they sometimes feel like reenactments of of shit like you know and, and it's like I know the story of the Central Park Five. Uh, a lot of people know the story of the Central Park Five um, from what the media gave us, right? And mm-hmm. I expected this movie to just kind of be like, you know, a gathering of those facts and then like an interpretation of, you know, what they thought, throw it on the screen and, you know, great. Be- especially, I mean, it's a direct to Netflix thing. This this is a, a miniseries. It was not, you know, a movie that was in theaters, like I didn't really expect it to be as hard hitting as it was. So, so a buddy of mine said, Hey, if you watch this, I said, no, it was it good. And he was like, it was incredible. And when I when I hear somebody say something is incredible, I give it, a I give it a shot. I take a, I take a minute and I, I look it up, do a little research and then I start playing it. Yeah. So I start playing this shit yesterday afternoon. Um, and the first episode, man, like the the thing that caught me f- immediately was that it was from the perspective of the five kids that were involved right who are they grown men now i mean like they right. but it's the five kids that were involved and it centers on them and it's their story and it's from their perspective not from the media's perspective not from the shit that we've
0: already seen or whatever so it's a completely new experience that's and no of course facts. I mean I feel like it's, it's a story that like you might be familiar with like what actually happened but then to kind of see like behind the scenes stuff sheds a whole new light on it so right. if you're not familiar with this I mean it's I think it's a good thing to probably watch I, and if you are I mean it's even more of a reason to watch it um right. I think it, I mean from what you've told me about it it definitely sounds like something I need to check out this is something I haven't seen yet so
1: yeah so like for those that don't know uh the Central Park 5 back in 1980 1984- Back in 1989, uh, in New York, um, there was a a jogger, uh, Patricia Maley. She was assaulted and left for dead. Uh, She was beaten brutally, uh, raped. Um, And it happened at the same time as, well, close to the same time as there was this group of uh, you know black teens that went into Central Park and they were all kind of like running through and you know there were there were some separate incidences like there was a uh, there was a, a dude that got beat up um, you know a couple of guys a, t- a couple on a tandem bicycle that were kind of heckled or or whatever mm-hmm. uh, but these five kids that were kind of like it's it's weird because like yeah there were some people in this group like there was maybe like thirty kids or whatever, that were going through Central Park and they were doing some stupid shit and some of them were like actually fighting people and like, you know, they got into, they beat up somebody or whatever but that group of people, nobody like raped anybody or anything like that, it was and not that beating somebody up is okay, but mm-hmm. the five kids that were involved weren't involved in any of that shit, they were just kind of there and they were like, oh shit, and like they would see somebody like doing something like that, and they were like, oh my god I you know, that's, you know, that's not something I want to be involved in or whatever, but then they got like singled out because they were the ones that got caught right and they didn't catch any of the other ones or maybe they did and that's not what the focus of the story was but these five kids end up getting charged with the rape and assault of this jogger um yeah and they're coerced into giving a confession um their parents were not you know they're in the room with them and these kids were like 14 to 16 right like they're not yeah, totally breaking the law by doing that right so so their parents weren't in the room they're being interrogated one of the parents one one had their parents with them and you know they the mother was walked out of the room the father was bullied into getting his son to comply and like there are certain things that we all know about. And these are the things that we know, but then to see it from the kids perspective in this movie, Ava DuVernay did a fucking amazing job getting these kids to give like the performance of a lifetime, man. Like, I mean, I I don't know where the the credit lies. Are these kids just, you know, savants, are they amazing actors like from jump or did she bring it out of them? Or was it a combination of both? But either way, dude, like that first episode, I was like, I lit, I was balling, man, like literally balling, like, like, Tears coming out of my eyes. My lips were doing that ugly cry thing. Um, like, like I'm sitting there and I'm by myself now, mind you, cause my, cause court's out. She's, she's with her parents and shit. And I'm by myself and I'm watching the shit. And I'm just like, it was the most emotional thing mm. that I've seen in a long fucking time. Um, because, and I can't even say that I've been through that cause I haven't, I haven't been through what they went through, but mm-hmm. I could see it being something that, You know, I could go through or somebody that looks like me could go through at any given time because you hear about it so much. And I've I've been on the receiving end of, you know, a nightstick, you know what I mean? For no reason. And and that shit is not it's not fun. And you have and it brought back those feelings and it brought back a lot of them and it made me think about things and and internalize it. And I was able to empathize and it's so strongly that it just came out, man. And I'm just like and it, it was difficult to go on. So I had to pause for a minute. So like, usually I'll watch it back to back. That mm-hmm. that uh, that episode or that part of the series stopped. And so I stopped for a little bit and I had to like kind of regroup. Yeah. Um, and then later on that night, like I laid in bed and I watched the rest of it. Thankfully, the rest of it wasn't so draining emotionally, but it was still like, I had already like invested myself in it. And like, it was one of those things where, you know, you, you spend the currency, the emotional currency on that first episode and now mm-hmm. you're just along for the ride. And then there were a couple of more times like throughout the series where, um, you know, I, I get real like, you know, choked up and shit. But I mean, like to see what these kids went through from beginning to end and it follows them from like childhood through to adulthood um, and to the point where, you know, the person that actually performed the, uh, the assault, uh, Matthias, Matthias, um, Matthias Reyes uh, gives his confession and says, mm-hmm. hey, it was me. And then you see like, you know, how, you know, the police and, you know, the people involved in prosecuting these kids, how they didn't even once see or feel any remorse for what they did. It was just like, oh, well, you know, well, he confessed. Well, that means you got the sixth guy. You know, like that doesn't mean that they didn't do anything and they confessed and they didn't. <laughs> it's just like, yo, like you're fucking out your mind. And like it just so you go through like almost every emotion in the book, because like when they get out and when they get that moment, like, you know, you feel good for them. And then when they, you know, one of them does something and fucks up and goes back to jail and you like you feel bad for them, and like you understand, like you start to understand why people do certain things to put themselves in certain situations. And you're like, Oh fuck man. Like, and you're like, why did you do it? But then you're like, Oh, I know why you did it because you couldn't do anything else. And it's like, it's really fuck. It was, it was just super dope. It was such a good fucking way of, of portraying this, these events. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to have to check this
0: out. This sounds awesome. Actually
1: something that i because there's also a uh there's also like it's almost like a bonus episode right where uh where oprah does uh when they see us now Mm -hmm. right and that's the title of it and it's like basically an oprah winfrey uh panel with everybody involved in the movie Mm -hmm. um and i didn't watch that whole thing yet i started to but then something came up and i had to get you know working on that shit but um i'm going back to it but the like it's weird because like I had this feeling while I'm watching it. Right. So first of all, I just told you I'm bawling in the first episode. Right. And I'm watching it and like, I get to, I'm getting to the end of it and I'm saying to myself, "Yo, this is like, this is roots for our generation. Yeah. Right. This is like, so like I, I watched roots and I understood roots and I, and I, it made me feel a certain way, but there was not a point in that series where I was like, you know, I'm bawling or I'm feeling this emotion because I, could, I couldn't relate because I grew up in a time where there was no slavery. I wasn't brought right. over here. I was born here, right? And <clears throat> it was definitely fucked up that, we, that my ancestors were slaves. It was fucked up that the other half of my ancestry were, were fucking almost wiped out of this fucking country as Native Americans, right? Like all these things are fucked up, but I can't relate because I wasn't, I didn't grow up in those times, right? Like, but I have my own things and we have our own situations right now where we grew up in these times where the police are, are brutal to our, and overly aggressive towards people of color um, <clears throat> and black people specifically. And we grew, And I'm growing up in a time where the 13th Amendment, yeah, got rid of slavery, but it also built into the 13th Amendment a clause where you know yeah slavery is abolished unless unless you're convicted of a crime at which point you can like the gloves are off you can be fucking an indentured servant for the entire time of your incarceration and so what happens is, is that they build in these laws that make it illegal to loiter now what is fucking loitering just fucking hanging out with your boys right but like you can see you know, a bunch of white kids loitering and it's not loitering, but you see a bunch of black kids loitering and they get locked up for a couple of years. Like there's a, or, or like they get arrested and their bail is set so high that they can't get out. And so like, these are the things that, <clears throat> these are the things that we grew up with and you watch this, you watch this series and it's like, Oh shit, this is our fucking roots. And in the beginning of the, and this is, this is why I'm bringing it up because in the beginning of this Oprah Winfrey special, uh, which is what I, all I watched was like the first 10 minutes. There was a tweet from LeVar Burton and they were like, Oh yeah, you all know who LeVar Burton is. He, he was, you know, he's famous for his, his portrayal of Kunta Kinte and roots. Mm-hmm. And yes, he is. <laughs> and Yes. I do know who he is. And I know him for a bunch of other things too. Reading rainbow and fucking, right, right. Uh, you know, Star Trek, Uh, the next generation and all that right he he's, he's legendary man but he tweeted that uh the same shit like the first episode had him like crazy emotional um and and i i can't remember if he said he it brought him to tears or not but he said it made him very emotional it was very strong and he compared it to roots i don't know if he said it was the roots for this generation but he said it's every bit as important as, as roots. Right. Mm. And I was like, Oh shit. Like LaVar Burton, the person that was in roots had the same thought in his head that I had while he was watching this series. And it just validated, it validated my, my feelings. And I was just like, Oh shit. Like great minds think alike. Right. (laughs) So (laughs) pat myself on the back a little bit, but, um, but yeah, like that's, that's how strong and powerful this shit is i really really not only do i recommend you watch it i implore you to watch it like watch it um uh, allow yourself to allow yourself to just be drawn in and and try to just put yourself in the 80s right because the shit while it still happens today there there is a, a focus on Trying to change things, and and I understand that that has been something that's been building, and and it's a little different now. Not a lot, but there's a lot of cover up now, and there's a lot of shit that you don't see, and a lot of a lot of propaganda that that sways your mind to think a different way, and like that things aren't the way that they really are. But this movie really shines a light on the way that and and the things that the things that allowed this to happen in 1989 haven't changed right the people have changed and there are there are people with with better morals and in in positions of of power with the ability to change things but they haven't changed shit yet Mm -hmm. this shit is still there and that's what allows things like the george floyd death to happen and for people like like right now i don't know if you saw the headlines but there, there are headlines out there saying that these guys have a good chance and not not just a chance a good chance these four policemen that murdered this dude have a good chance of getting their jobs back which is like fucking insane to me so
0: well well, the the funny thing about that is that even if they do get their jobs back they're gonna end up getting murdered like somebody's gonna take them out that's yeah you can't you can't expect to release these guys back into the wild and then if they go about their jobs normally like somebody's gonna like Go crazy and crack him over the back of the head, right?
1: And then that person will be put in jail for life.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But I mean, like, it's know? gonna. Yeah, it's gonna happen. Or or shot. Well, the person who does it is gonna do it from a distance with a mask on. and never gonna find out who the fuck it was. <laughs> so right. I mean, yeah. But I looked on Twitter while we were talking, and uh I found Lavar Burton's tweet about that, and it says. Uh, I had to keep breathing. Episode number one nearly broke my heart. However, I'll keep watching. This is essential viewing for every American, as essential to your understanding of America as was Roots. Yeah. And then he put Bravo, and he like he basically put like a uh, a picture of the when they see us like uh, you know picture for the series on Netflix. So right. Um, yeah, and it's it's cool, man. I mean, he got like a lot of. Um, traction on that, like I think he should have he got like almost like four thousand retweets, like ten thousand likes. I mean, of course something like this would, but um and it should. And I think it's just <clears throat> I don't know, Lavar Burton, I just think that like, he's a pretty cool, cool dude. He was actually at um Rhode Island Comic Con this past year. Um so the fact actually see him in person was really cool too. So um yeah but I'm definitely gonna have to check that out man. Um I uh You know, As much as you've talked about it, it has convinced me to watch it. Um, And I know that my wife will be into that as well. Um, But uh, I also wanted to talk about a movie that came out a while ago, almost a year ago. It kind of went under the radar. It was, you know, John Travolta was in it. It was actually called The Fanatic. You can find it on Amazon Prime Video, um, or Prime Video rather. And it's a weird movie, I'm not going to lie. It's really like, you know, it's an independent film. It was written and uh, directed by Fred Durst, formerly of One Biscuit. Um he's oh, done. Shit. I didn't know that. Uh, yeah. He's actually done a lot of stuff. He's done like um the uh education of um I, I forgot the actually name of that movie. That makes me sound like an idiot. But he's he's done like a bunch of shit, man. He's he's not like a major big time director, but I mean like he's he puts out some interesting stuff. Um he did um I think he was um he worked on the music department for that movie Real Steel. Uh, he was part of the soundtrack years ago for um, End of Days, but in two thousand seven it was um, The Education of Charlie Banks, which is what I thought it was, but I held off saying because I thought it was wrong. That was actually uh, filmed in Rhode Island. Um, uh, if you guys don't remember that, Jesse Eisenberg, it was like one of his first films. Um, but anyway, the fanatic story, uh, excuse me, starring John Travolta and some of you may know Devin Sawa. Uh, if you don't know who Devin Sawa is, well, just think back to the movie Casper. Um, he was, you know, basically casper at the end of the movie you know the where she's like or where he basically whispers in her ear like can i keep you like that's Devin sawa and like he was in a bunch of shit after that he was like a you know a teen heartthrob um everybody loved this kid but um he was the you know the the playing the celebrity in this movie that this fanatic who was played by john travolta was obsessed with um He's basically, It's basically a film where this this fan stalks his favorite action hero and to some extent destroys his life. Um, and it's, it's very different than anything that John Travolta has done, which is why I wanted to watch it. Um, I saw the preview for it and I was like, wow, this is definitely somebody that I've seen at Comic-Con before. There's a very specific breed of people that go to Comic-Con and anybody that's been to one knows exactly what I'm talking about. But there are like a thousand of this guy at Comic-Con who are obsessed with their film stars, their celebrities, their idols and you know they they collect all their memorabilia and they basically spend a good deal amount of time in their own life to meet this person and they just become obsessed with the with him or her and it was a really interesting journey into how his obsession starts. I mean he obviously likes this guy and is a fan of his but when he actually finds out that he can go to his house cuz one of his friends in the movie basically says you know you know you can get like a map like the hollywood stars and you can see you it tells you where these people live so he basically takes it upon himself to like go to this guy's house and then he goes to the extent of like finding a way in and then he takes it another step further where he's like in his house and then he's in his house and he's actually sleeping so he's taking like selfies with him like while he's sleeping and then he you know he like almost like he basically sits in like a recliner next to him and also falls asleep. So they're kind of like sleeping next to each other, and then he wakes up in time to kind of get out of there before the guy even knew he was there. And it's like then he takes it another step further. It's like it it's like it's so creepy because it it's something that is completely like possible. It's like plausible for somebody to actually be like this, um, or for something like this to happen. So yeah, it, it was like very disturbing, but it was interesting to see John Travolta in this role. Um, And I didn't even know that this guy was Devin Sawa until later on. I actually kind of looked up the movie like a little bit further and I was like, wait a minute, that was him. And I went back and, and watched a couple scenes again. I was like, Holy shit. Like he just got like, he got old, but you know, he's still in like good shape and stuff. But um, I just didn't recognize him, but it's a really interesting, really interesting movie that I think um, if you're looking to see, travolta in something that is very different than anything he's ever done before. This is probably that that movie for you. Is it an amazing film? No. Uh is it <laughs> worth I mean is it is it worth maybe like I don't know like 90 minutes of your time to see something that's a little different? Yeah, it's it's not bad. I mean, I would definitely worth I would recommend checking it out. It's like the ending was very disturbing to me. Um you know, I was like, damn, like wow, I didn't expect it to actually go that far, but I mean it was it's it's worth it. I would give it a shot. So, um, and I think a lot of people can kind of relate to it because everybody knows somebody who kind of has like that unhealthy obsession with something. And this guy, <laughs> this guy just takes it to another level. So, um, yeah, man, that that's the fanatic, man. I I would, I think, I coolly, I think you'd probably enjoy it, man. It's. Yeah, I'll check it out, man.
1: That's that definitely sounds like something I'd be into. Uh, just like, just to fucking like bullshit and like detach from detached from the world for a minute
0: (laughs) yeah man i mean it's definitely not like a comedy but um it's it's interesting um oh man and he works like on the he works on like the um uh like the what is it hollywood boulevard where in, in california where like you walk down and there's like you know the the man's chinese theater and there's um you know, it, it's like, it's over that area. You know, you have those, like, guys who, like, dress up as different characters. And you give them a couple bucks because they're playing somebody. Yeah. able like, kind of plays, like, this character. He's like a, um, I forgot what it's called. It's like an old, like, 1920s, like, cop with a nightstick. And he's kind of, like, really bad at it. And he doesn't really get, like, a lot of tips. And he's struggling there. And these other people are doing really well, you know, playing characters. So, it's... um yeah I mean it's interesting to kind of see like where he is in his life, you know, like everything that he's obsessed with is like films, you know, like he just sits in his house and watches films all day um and is and that's his passion that's what makes him happy, and then he just starts taking it to another level so um right. so yeah i mean uh definitely worth checking out interesting movie um we uh we both actually i i, I want to talk about we're going to talk about the King of Staten Island, but I want to leave that to last because I, I I kind of, I I want to kind of end on a, on a good note. Um, but I want to talk about something else that was on Netflix that I watched back in February. Um, you had told me about it. I was hesitant to watch it. Um, because I was like, ah, man, I don't know if I can do that. You know, it's not something I'd be comfortable with. Um, so it's a movie called don't fuck with cats. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't want to watch it, man, because there's apparently graphic imagery of um, actual video footage of cats being hurt um, and killed. And, it's, it, and I will say this, there were some parts of it that were hard for me to watch, um, but they really don't show everything for that reason. Um, they don't show what the what's going on in the video but you see reactions to people who are rewatching it and i think their reactions are enough for me i don't need to watch what they saw i mean they right. describe what's happening there's a couple quick clips where you see some things but but nothing as bad as what they're explaining um and i'm a cat lover like i've had cats my entire life i'm an animal lover so i think the positive to watching this was it you know it centers around a guy who posts this video and then people are it kind of goes viral and people are like who the hell is this guy and the whole the whole you know netflix series is them tracking this guy down um he's basically and he releases like different videos and you know he basically thinks that he's untouchable but there's like this you know, Facebook group that forms together and they all start trying to figure out like where he is by using like Google maps and like looking at his backgrounds of where, you know, his pictures were taken. And there's, and I mean, and it really goes down like a crazy rabbit hole into like who this kid is, um, what he, like what he's trying to do with his life. Like he, he's definitely, um, a psycho, mm. um, you know what I mean? Like he's a, he's, a, uh, he's somebody who could could have been a serial killer, um, and he was basically doing that to animals. You know, and what's the next step? It's actually doing it to a person. Um, and there's a lot of things that were actually interesting to me. Now I'm and I kind of had texted you about this man. I'm a big fan of the movie American Psycho. Right. Like I love that movie. Um, I've read. Yeah, the- it, didn't he have that vibe? yeah but the thing is is that there's a lot of things i didn't understand i i, I so i noticed this not that i didn't understand but a lot of things that i noticed from the beginning and i started putting the pieces together on my own and then they actually referenced it and i was like okay because like they're playing <laughs> so in so in one of his like in one of his uh in in the, the video where he actually like i think takes out he kills somebody who's the first the guy that he killed he's playing uh a song called true faith um by a band called New Order, which was an, a famous, famous 80s band. Um, in the movie American Psycho, that, that song is playing while Patrick Bateman is in a nightclub, and him and his friends are doing a bunch of coke, and then like, he basically asks this bartender for a drink, and she says something kind of rude to him, and when she turns around to get it, he basically talks like real vile shit to her, and then he turns around, and he just like smiles and like pays her. And it's, like, you see, like, he can switch, like, between, like, this really, like, attractive guy, you know, whatever, who works on Wall Street to somebody who will, like, literally, like, murder women and he's awful. Um, he's in a, literally, in a, a psycho. So, I'm, I'm, like, okay, well, that's interesting that he's playing that song. And then he's very vain, you know, and so was Patrick Bateman. Um, there was a lot of, like, connections where I'm, like, okay, well, this is interesting. Like, it's, it's almost like he used that movie as a reference. And then they actually brought that up that it's almost like the similarities. It's almost like he was trying to emulate that character. So I don't know, man, it was, it was hard to watch, but the payoff was seeing how they got this dude. Right. Like, the, you know what I mean? It's like, you're just gunning for him. Like, Oh, they're going to get him like son of a bitch. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I wanted this guy to get, go down so bad. And that's what kept me invested. And it was interesting. You know, I got like, I really got like hooked. Yeah, I like- thought,
1: I thought that shit was like, It was so weird because I'm watching it and the reason why I wanted you to watch it and the reason why I was like, you know, raving about it and telling people to watch it is that it was so fucking like strange, right? It was such a strange, it was such a strange story. It was like so twisted. This was, this was, um, Tiger King before Tiger King.
0: Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. I mean and interesting, it was it was cool to see like how people could use technology and like social media to do awful things, but also show how social media can be a very useful tool, you know, when they actually were able to track down this kid. Yeah. Yeah, you but
1: know. like I I'm saying though, man, like people use people when people were telling me you need to watch Tiger King, it's like, whoa, man, it's gonna blow your mind. And I'm like, motherfucker, I saw don't fuck with cats.
0: Kind of similar, I guess. I don't like, know.
1: Don't come at me, don't come at me with Tiger King. What? <laughs> and I yeah. saw Tiger King and like, yeah, they were right. Tiger King was some weird fucking crazy off the wall shit. But but don't fuck with cats to me is like the original uh like mind-blowing like oh my god what like every episode every episode was a twist like holy shit like this isn't what i thought i was watching no no exactly and then it kept flipping itself on it on its ear and you're just like that's what kept you engrossed in it like to think that what how many episodes was in that what was it like i think it was
0: like nine or ten or something like that it was yeah but i mean like
1: imagine like a documentary like keeping your attention for that long it's like it's gonna be hard you know
0: Well, that's the thing. I was like, for a while, I was like, what the hell am I watching? You know? And then like, but every, yeah, every episode there was like something new where you were like, wait, what? Like, okay, now I got to figure out what the hell they're talking about now. You know? So it definitely keeps your attention, but you know, the only thing is, like I said, I mean, if you're really sensitive to things that are graphic, I mean, you don't really have to worry about seeing anything, you know, like a cat being mutilated or anything like that. They, they don't show it. Right. Um, but there are some scenes where like you see um uh, you see like quick like flashes of what kind of went down yeah. um, and like, then it, it was
1: enough to make you uncomfortable, but not y-
0: yeah, but not enough to be like to, they, they they can't show that, like they can't show that stuff because it right. actually goes against like animal cruelty laws, like you can't show that whether it's a documentary or not. Um, so that's why they don't have the right to show it. They showed just enough for you to be like, okay, I know what happened. Um, or they describe it. You know what I mean? Like what happened? But some I of think these, me, like, the, I think for me it was seeing the people's reactions to watching the video again. Yeah, was, was what made me start to actually like. I got like, I got really pissed off at one point. Like I just wanted to fucking knock. I wanted to beat the shit out of this kid. You yeah, know, but like but, seeing
1: seeing what they it's so it's so crazy to me like seeing how like these regular people right were mm-hmm. able to come together and actually like put everything together to the point where they could find this dude and track him down mm-hmm. it was like that shit's amazing to me and it's like they did that shit for cats and it's like yo like what if what if people like that and i and they're starting to now and i'm starting to see this shit pop up everywhere but What if people like that actually put their minds to it and like caught like killers and fucking, you know, like people that were actually killing and hurting
0: like people, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I I mean,
1: eventually that's what this became. And like he, they, they actually caught a killer that was killing people, but it started because he was killing cats and everybody was like, Oh fuck fuck that you can't kill Ken. and everyone's like oh it's fine this guy but yeah but like where's the outrage like that for like actual people killers you know what I mean? You know like, what you know it like- is
0: though dude i'll tell you what it is it, everybody has been so desensitized from seeing people get shot and murdered on tv and movies that it just like where it's like okay like you, yeah but you, like you see you see no, some I, on like fucking nightline and you're like all right, well, I'll just wait for the
1: next episode of Nightline and see if no, but happens, you can't. Yeah, but it's just like you
0: can't. Yeah, I, dude, I, I, I'm so desensitized to shit, man. Like I remember back in the day, dude. I saw an accident happen. It was uh, I was stand, I was in line at like a Valvoline, right? Like we didn't get my oil change. I'll never forget this shit. It was like it was like Christmas, like it was the G- December twenty third or Christmas Eve, and I was out getting a last minute thing. And all of a sudden I see this accident happen in my, I'm looking at my rear, in my rear view mirror. I see it happen behind me on this road. And literally dude, this car gets like T-boned and this Jeep flips upside down and lands on its fucking on its roof right behind me. And literally dude, I'm looking at this happening in my rear view mirror and I'm just kind of, I'm looking at it and and then all of a sudden, like, I see the guys out of Valvoline running towards the accident. And I'm like, oh, my God, like, this fucking just really happened. I, like, turned around. I'm like, it's like for a second I was, like, watching a fucking movie. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. crazy because, like, you're, you see shit, crazy shit like that on TV all the time. You know what I mean? Right. It's like, and even though I knew it was real, it's almost like I didn't react fast enough because I've been so desensitized by shit like that. You know, so I got out of my car and I ran over too, and like helped out and like, luckily nobody was hurt, but it was just like, holy shit. You know what I mean? So, so I feel like that's kind of the way things are right now. You know, it's like, but when it comes to animals, man, like (laughs) animals don't have a voice. (laughs) So I think that's kind of where, you know, they, they can be taken advantage of. and, And I think that's, yeah, I think that's kind of where, why people get upset by that. So, yeah. But anyway, that's my, my opinion. So. Yeah. I mean, it's a dope,
1: it's a dope series. If you haven't seen it yet, I recommend it. Uh, it will definitely keep you glued and you will binge the shit out of it because what else you're going to be doing right now?
0: Yeah, for real. Um, <laughs> so another thing that I recently watched, um, I oddly enough, I, <laughs> this is a funny story. I had planned on watching it, um, but I didn't plan on watching it when I watched it because uh, what happened was my one-year-old was messing around with the remote controls and somehow figured out she must have pressed the button like three times in a row and bought uh for 1999 the king of staten island (laughs) on verizon on demand so i was (laughs) like and i didn't even know because i actually slept my wife got up with her that day and i slept in a little bit and then i'm going through my email and it's like you purchased king of Staten Island, and i said beck did you buy this and she's like no and i'm like well i think ariel did this and i was like guess we're uh guess, guess what we're gonna be watching tonight so good but we had wanted to watch it anyway so it's like i think she just heard us talking about it and pulled the trigger for us so we um Word. so we watched it you watched it i know you saw it um we have different opinions about it yeah we do. we do on most shit yes so, we do this so is this, this is gonna be a good one well what did you think about it dude let's because i know yeah, the best, you- best movie
1: of fucking 20, uh 2020
0: Oh, so wow, far, so a, far, that's a over. That is an exaggeration for me in so many ways. Well, like, it's
1: not an exaggeration because you're not the one saying it. I'm no, saying no, but I'm saying it. I. For feel me, like that's it's an exaggeration. the exaggeration. Well, for me, it's the yeah. best movie of 2020. It is all right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is which is like to me. I'm I'm being fucking straight up. That's what it is. Listen, to me, it was like, I, I and I think the reason why there's a lot of people that have a problem with it. Not really a problem, but let they don't see it as being a great piece of work. I think when you see that it's a Judd Apatow movie and it's got Pete Davidson and Bill Burr and like these great comedic actors and, and whatnot, like you you think you go into it thinking that you're going to watch the next like 40-year-old virgin or mm. you're gonna watch the next super bad or some shit like that. And it's not that. This is a this is a, a film about Pete Davidson's life um that happens to have some some funny shit in it. But it's a it's like a it's it's I think it's more of a biopic than anything in and it and even though like, you know, they use different names and you know, some of the I'm sure some of the situations were, you know, uh fictionalized and drum and dramatized and whatnot. So but but, I thought the acting was good, I thought the writing was good, I thought the directing was good, um and yes, it was a longer movie than I thought it was going to be, but mm-hmm. i I didn't have any moments where I felt like, like at the end of the film, I wanted more, like I wanted them to do more i want, and i wanted to I wanted to find out you know what happened, you know, after that last scene so so for me i I hadn't seen anything in 2020 that had the, the, uh,
0: to me like that had the heart that this had. Okay. I mean, a uh, couple of things I disagree with personally is I didn't go in expecting this to be a comedy. Um, I knew it was a Jada Patel film, but I mean, I've seen Jada Patel films before that weren't funny, but had comedic moments like the movie funny people with Adam Sandler. Um, I love that movie. Um, Basically, you see things from the you know a lot of stand-up comedians' perspective, and, and I thought there were it was it was great. Regardless, that's kind of what I thought I was walking into—a similar kind of vibe, and it was. And yeah, it was based you know on Pete Davidson's life, and I'm sure that some things were you know you know taken from his life experience, but may not have actually been the, the exact same thing that happened. Um, I didn't expect to see a lot of funny stuff from Bill Burr because I had kind of seen him in the preview and. He's played dramatic roles before, so I kind of had an idea where that was going. I, I didn't really think that Marissa Tomei was going to be super funny either. Um, I th- Here's what I will say. I think that Marissa Tomei, I think that Bill Burr did an outstanding job. They, their performances were great. I thought Pete Davidson played himself. Um, I don't feel like he really did anything different from anything. I've seen him on Saturday Night Live, just be Pete Davidson. I've seen him in, um, you know, I've seen his stand-up special. It was legit him just being him. Right. Um, Which makes sense though, because it's about him. Yeah. But I mean, like it was based on him, but I still feel like it, you know, it wasn't, they didn't call him Pete and they didn't call him. It was like a character. Yes. They, it was based on his life loosely, but I wanted to see something a little bit more from him. Um, like I personally. agree with
1: you. I agree with you that in a lot of, in a lot of circumstances, a lot of situations, cause I didn't go into this thinking it was going to be great. I went yeah. to this, I went into it thinking that it was going to be Pete Davidson and I'm not a big fan of Pete Davidson, but right. the movie seemed like it was going to be pretty good. So I checked it out and it, and it exceeded my expectations and made me feel certain things. But I think you're right. Pete Davidson, every time I've seen Pete Davidson, he's been the same thing over and over and over. He doesn't really
0: have a character except himself. Right.
1: Um, But this I think is one, the one exception to the rule where you can say Pete Davidson can just be Pete Davidson. Like if there was a movie about Dave Chappelle and Dave Chappelle was just being Dave Chappelle in the movie and his name was Pete, johnson but it was about a dave chappelle dave chappelle's experiences and he was just being him like i would be like that makes
0: fucking sense you know what i mean so yeah. so i'm cool with that
1: that doesn't that I mean doesn't i can
0: turn me off at all i mean i can i can see that and i'm not saying that that is what was like a maker to break it for me um i will you know dude honestly when we were watching this movie my wife was the one who was like I'm not feeling this. Like, do you feel like some of this acting is not great? She's like, uh, she's like, you know, I don't know. She's like, Oh my God, this is like way too long. And I was the one who was like, I'm actually enjoying this. Like, I'm actually, no, like I'm fine with it. Like, yeah, it's, it's kind of dragging a little bit, but like, I'm enjoying it, you mm-hmm. know? And then the end of the movie is what threw me off. Like I, I, it was just like, it left a lot to be desired. I was just like, you've got like zero closure on anything. Like he he technically didn't find a place to live. He you don't know what he's doing with his career. He basically just tells the girl that he was going back and forth with that he loves her. You don't really know if she's in it to win it or not because she goes in to take her exam or whatever. And he just like looks out at like New York City. And I'm like, all right, cool. But like, where does that leave us? And a lot of people will say, oh, well, you are one of those people that need like an ending to a movie. You need to put no 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 things. no. And it's, and I don't like, I'm fine with like, kind of like leaving the film, like a choose your own adventure. And you kind of think you kind of like make your own decision as to where things might go. But it just was like, when it ended, I was like, damn it, man, that's it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, so, cause everybody, everybody had told me it was so good. Like I, I was just like, that's well, listen,
1: it. I just, so I legit just said the same thing, right? Like, I, know. I, I legit just said like, at the end of the movie, I was like, I want it more. Right. Like, right, exactly. That, so but what I, did, where you and I differ is that where you didn't see closure or you didn't see like you know, that you know what what was going on, I did. Like I actually got that you know this kid went from being this depressed dude that wanted to end his life, uh, didn't give a shit about himself or his family or anybody around him, was just really pissed off that his father died, and he never got closure and he never got a chance to progress or grow. And by the end of the movie, he had, he hadn't, you know, done that. He had grown. He had actually, he had actually said to himself, like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to actually give myself the opportunity to live life. And he, this girl that he's been going back and forth with, and wouldn't, wouldn't accept the fact that he actually had, you know, a love life now, like he gave into that and like, professed his love for this girl and was like, I get it now. Right. And, and he goes out and he looks at New York city. And when he looked at New York city for me, what I saw was him looking at New York city and saying, the sky's the limit now. Like, this is, this is, this is mine. Right. This can can be mine. And, and, and no, he didn't get a place to live yet. Right. But Mm. to me, like the way that that wrapped up and the way that he, you know, he showed up for her, Like, cause like he would, there were plenty of times in the movie where he was like, oh, I'm going to do this. And then like, you know, like he just never fucking did anything. Cause like, he was just like, it was just a moment. It was like a fleeting moment where he was like, had a moment of clarity and he was like, oh yeah, I'll do that. And then like, he just never did. But, but then, you know, you had this moment where he's like, hey, I'm going to do this. And, you know, I want to be with you and I love you. And, you know, it's always been that. And I just want to, I want to make good and I want to, I want to make things better. And she accepts him. And then. It turns into you like he's he fucked up so much that you're just like, "Ah, he's not going to show up for her. And then, you know, homeboy drives him up and he runs in and he's like, the whole point of that scene was he was actually following through and showing up for her and being there for her, which is something that he hadn't done throughout the whole movie, um, which was basically saying that he hadn't done it throughout his whole life because that was the movie. Right. Like, but Mm. but to me, that just showed his growth as a character and his growth as a person and yes, I wanted more because I wanted to see how it all turned out. But we, but from that, I knew that he was he was good to go, and he was, and we're looking at a different person now. Um, so that's where I think you and I took different things from that ending.
0: Yeah, I, and I can see your point, but for me, it was just like I just I don't know, man. I wanted a little bit more from the movie, and I think yeah, I think I think my problem with, or the thing that I run into a lot is that. I hear rumblings that something is really good. So automatically my expectations are too high. And then when I go into it and I don't – those expectations aren't somewhat met. I'm just like, oh, well, that's that's what everybody was like jazzed about. You know, so I think for me this is another one of those situations where I just heard like really good things and then I went into it and it just wasn't what I thought it was going to be at all. Um, so – but I will say I was – I really enjoyed Bill Burr's performance. He was like a standout for me. Um, I I like seeing him in different roles other than, you know, Bill Burr. He was always, he was really good in Breaking Bad. There's a couple other movies that he's been in that I I think is, he's actually a a pretty decent actor. So to be able to kind of see him in this role um, and to do a really good job with it, um, I was was actually really, uh, really impressed with him. So good for him. I thought this would just kind of continue to open the door for him as an actor um and you know hey maybe it'll introduce some people that didn't know him to check out his comedy because he's super talented so
1: yeah so like i mean if you think about it like for me like i said this is the best movie of 2020 right for me so far Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: there are some movies i haven't seen yet so you know take it with a grain of salt but Mm -hmm. if we go through what i have seen i challenge you to tell me a better movie so far
0: right like Autumn is foul. dude. Why do we? Why would you bring that up? Because you well, saw it.
1: Yeah, because I saw it. Because it's a movie right, well, that we I. We obviously
0: know that, Don't even mention it. Keep going. What else? A movie
1: that I saw in 2020. Yeah, great. All right, uh, Bloodshot, <laughs> Extraction, A <laughs> Hunt,
0: Scoob. Why are you picking all these shitty movies, though? No, <laughs> like, because like these every... are the movies
1: that I've seen. These are the movies I've seen. Well, watch better it's, movies, it's, bro. It's fantasy, <laughs> fantasy Island. <laughs> It's stupid, <laughs> fantasy island awful, uh, birds of prey, <laughs> the wrong missy,, uh, which I thought was good. I thought it was good, but I didn't think it was but better. this
0: is yo, these are cheesy comedies and like really bad action movies. like, can you pick something that has some substance? Well, like, throw,
1: some, throw a couple my way, throw a couple well, my I way don't from, know, man. from like 2020. I
0: have to, no i'll fucking I'll look at a list and I'll give you something that maybe is like a drama or like. Something else that has like, oh man, like the the King of Staten Island was so much better than like a movie called Extraction. I mean, like, come on, man. Bloodshot. Like these are what you're comparing this to. Yeah, I'm sad. This is so much better than that
1: Vin Diesel movie. Oh, I'm asking, (laughs) listen, I'm asking you right now to give me a movie that you've seen maybe that came out in 2020 that you think is better than the King of Staten Island. They Go. came out in
0: 2020. All right, hold on. Let me just friggin' pull this shit up right now. So, Google
1: is Google is instant in fucking. Yeah, well, that's what I just. Did.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, let's just, see. Let's see. <laughs> what have I seen that's definitely better than the King of Staten Island? Um, that was made,
1: in, well, that was that was released in 2020. This is the movie of the year so far, is what I'm calling it. So nothing from 2019 or 2018. I want 2020.
0: Yeah, I just looked up 2020, bro. So. Relax, man. All right, so no, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. The sixty most, the sixty-three most. in, <laughs> Let's say. Um, oh, these are like anticipated movies. See, I would say, see, right away, it's a, it's already like a bad action movie that you'll never watch. And I'm not saying this is better than The King's Staten Island, but like one that I haven't seen yet that I want to see is Bad Boys for Life. And I know you <laughs> hate Will Smith, so you yeah. won't watch it. Yeah. Um,
1: that's a that's a negative.
0: Uh one Definitely that I fun. wanna watch that I heard is really good is The Gentleman with Matthew McConaughey. I heard that's phenomenal. Um is, is that a 2020 movie? It is. All right. I'll um, I'll have
1: to watch it to see. But
0: again, that not a movie I've seen, so I can't Yeah. Um hold on, let's see what else. I've heard the invisible man is really good. Um I that might be better than that. Um <laughs> I don't know. Just a lot of things at least might be better. Um let's see. Uh dude, Artemis Fowl. Oh, you know, oh, okay. You know what movie I think is gonna be better than that shit? And I haven't seen it yet, and I'm waiting for it to come out, bro, is Greyhound with Tom Hanks. That fucking- when does, movie, when does that come out? Uh, let's see. It comes back out in opening August 12. Oh, wait a minute. No, sorry, sorry. Greyhound premiering on Apple TV Plus on July 10th. I can't okay. fucking wait. So sure, it's quite possible, but
1: remember. I said, so far, so far. Yeah. That's my, that's my asterisk. It's so far. This is the best movie in 2020. I didn't say for you, for you, but I haven't, but yeah, I didn't say movie of the year forever until the end of 2020. I said for now Mm. out of what's come out so far. So, so yeah, Greyhound could be great. I'm actually looking forward to that Christopher Nolan movie. I can't remember. uh, What is it? Tenet. Tenet. Yeah. Yeah. That looks, that looks fucking awesome.
0: Yeah. I'm going to watch the Invisible Man and then I'll, i'll let you know if it was better than the king yeah I'll, of I'll watch
1: the invisible man tonight and i'll let you know yeah. also I'll, i will i will but i mean like yeah so but but yeah so far there's nothing there's nothing that you can throw at me that either one of us has seen that that tops the king of staten island even if you didn't like it as much as i did nothing so far tops it no, was, the, I'm not, was the wrong missy better was it better
0: I didn't see it,
1: bro. I didn't. Oh, well, want to watch I can it. watch it because it's a good movie, but it's not better than the King of Staten Island.
0: Oh man, it just was not that good, though. It wasn't that good, man. It wasn't that good. <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> it's it's not. It's like there's so many other things. Like, dude, I watched that movie. Didn't think about it for days. <laughs> so you know what I mean. Like, if I'm still thinking about a movie after I watched it, you know what movie I want to watch, dude? Is um. One that Becca actually has been throwing out. Um, it's uh, the Ben Affleck movie, The Way Back. I oh, that, looks, watch good. that. that yeah, looks good. That, yeah. So I guarantee you that's going to be better. There's don't guarantee called-
1: me anything until you no, s- I guarantee watch you it. It's going to be better than. Just the watch it first.
0: Allen. Yeah. Well, dude, watch Bad Boys for Life. If I'm going to watch. Did, when did that? Uh,
1: when did that? When did that Uncut Gems come out? Did that come out in 2020? Uh I don't think so. I don't think it did. Actually, hold on. Uncut Gems. I can tell you right now because if that did come out in 2020, then I would say Uncut Gems is is the uh, the one. Uncut Gems is the one that dethrones. Nah, it came Staten out in
0: 2019. All right, so yeah, so it was King of Staten Island still so has the crown. What a like warped perception of <laughs> 2020 best movie, King of Staten. Island. <laughs> All right, well, whatever, we'll we'll figure it out. I'm gonna watch something else in 2020 that just automatically tap tops it just from the trailer so um <laughs> all right well i will uh <laughs> that's all i got man for, for this episode of uh god cross podcast <laughs> i honestly dude i'm so like it was a stupid comedy <laughs> the best movie of 2020 was fucking staten i don't know it wasn't Oh, what do you have what do you have that's better i don't have anything i don't have dude. Right. this is like no because right. it's off the cuff because it was right. off the cuff i was put on the spot i haven't had, i'm looking through 2020 right. movies next, i need to think about it <laughs> next episode hold on let me see what's the fucking date
1: today the 28th of june right is the date today so the next episode i want a movie that came out before the 28th of june <laughs> don't don't fucking give me some shit that came out in the beginning of july wait wait, it has to come out
0: wait whoa 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 no that's bullshit man it has to come out before no dude yeah before today why does it have to be before today man because because nothing came out today so (laughs) no it doesn't matter though dude because it's if if i see something between now and the next time we record that's better than that in my opinion i have the right to say that doesn't have to be right now (laughs) <laughs> because no, because this is where the conversation originates, man.
1: I'm saying that anything up until this point so far oh, so, so, so so it's it.
0: got be so far. It can't be like next time we talk, I saw a movie that was better,
1: right, well, I mean, next time we talk, we can acknowledge that there may be a movie that came out that's better, but it doesn't it doesn't satisfy the argument that we're having right now. This debate is over the time we're talking now since the beginning of 2020 is there a movie that's better so far
0: oh man i don't know dude Friggin' uh there's a movie Trolls World Tour is looking like it. Might yeah, be Trolls, w- than-
1: <laughs> Trolls World Tour. I'm going to say no. <laughs> right fucking now, I'm going to say no.
0: <laughs> well, th- dude, that's your opinion, though.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, you, I'm sh- I want you to watch Trolls World Tour and then fucking tell me <laughs> with a straight face that it was better.
0: <laughs> Have you seen it? <laughs> Have you seen Trolls World Tour, man? So I have not. But if you so you commit, can't talk shit about but it. If, but if you commit to watching it, I'll watch it.
1: <laughs> I might actually have to. Yeah, you tell oh, me man. right now. You're going to watch Trolls World Tour, and I'll watch it. <laughs> I'll watch it before the next time we record, and we'll tell we'll talk to each other about how <laughs> fucking awful it is.
0: <laughs> no, I'm totally watching it. <laughs> Trolls World Tour. I'm going to watch the Invisible Man, and uh, then we're, and I'm probably going to throw in uh, the, the Way Back. Those yeah, and don't don't fucking try to watch.
1: don't try to drag Arielle into the fucking podcast so that she, so she can get you back on how great Trolls World Tour was <laughs> because that's not gonna fly with me, buddy.
0: Yeah, I mean well, we'll she's see. welcome,
1: she's welcome to be on the podcast, but this is
0: between you and me. <laughs> All right, man. I'm just saying though. I mean, I might really enjoy it. I might enjoy it to the point where it's just better than what I thought the King of Staten Island was. I'm just saying, man. You can't <laughs> whatever all right man all all
1: right (laughs) all right so so yeah we'll see you guys next week and well not next week two weeks from now two weeks yeah two weeks yeah um and uh yeah that's it
0: all right man well we'll catch you guys later make sure you uh, like subscribe share the podcast all that jazz check us out uh, on instagram yeah and we'll see you in uh two weeks peace